Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. All right, welcome into Off the Radar here on 365 Sports. Tuesdays and Thursdays at around 445, we dig into normally topics that are off the radar, but I got to be honest with you, uh, I don't think Brett Yormark's comments are off the radar. I think that's very much our bread and butter, but I don't know where else we're going to fit them in, so might as well uh, you know, get to them in this segment because I know there are some items of interest, uh, certainly when it comes to uh, what he had to say. So let's start off with um, expansion. And uh, the talk there, obviously, there's the Gonzaga discussions that are ongoing right now. They've been open about that. Mac Rhodes was on with us last week and acknowledged that, you know, it's not necessarily something that's going to happen right away, but down the line, certainly. Um, they've been open at various points of not closing the door, uh, you know, being open for business. Although, Brett, your mark did say after their. Uh, I guess, acquisition of the remaining Pac-12 schools that were on their radar that we're done for right now. We're definitely done for right now. We're going to focus on onboarding. We're going to do this and that. Well, now the Gonzaga thing's out there. I know there's still, you know, what could happen with uh, Oregon State or Washington State or any other number of options that are out there on the table. But he was asked, as you might have mentioned, because of all these different things about expansion uh, today in Kansas City for Big 12 basketball media days, and uh, he basically shot it down. Uh, not shot not shot it down. He, he, sh- he shut down questions as far as realignment goes. He kind of got ahead of it and said that he wasn't going to be talking about you know specifics and getting real deep into the weeds on uh, any expansion. Um, so... Uh, there was that, but he did say to quote him exactly, but I will say this no different than last year. If an opportunity presents itself for me to strengthen this conference, I'm going to explore it. So he cut off the questions, but he did say that. So how do you, do you think guys that because he did that, that something's close? Uh, I don't know. I mean, p- potentially uh, Gonzaga would be the, the bet that would be something, you know, potentially soon. Um, nothing else right now would would add up that that would be anything soon, which was kind of my point a couple weeks ago. It was just, it, you know, this idea of there being an like imminent thing. And then Gonzaga popped up. So, you know, that obviously was completely off the table and out of the out of the way, yep. it looked like. And then, boom, it comes back. So that's just sort of how this works sometimes. And, you know, yeah, learn to say never say never. But uh, he did say no different than last year. If an opportunity presents itself for me to strengthen this conference, I'm going to – explore it so uh, that follows on the heels of Seth Davis and um, the reports on Gonzaga and, and how all that might work but uh, what do you I mean what do you think about that yeah if Gonzaga happens that's fine if it doesn't happen that's fine I'm, I'm of that nature if it happens I trust Brett Yormark in wanting them for a reason because of more money that comes to the schools that are in the conference that will be here next year and beyond. And if that brings in more scratch, then do it. Yeah, Yeah, if Gonzaga helps you get that basketball money when you bifurcate the deal, 
bifurcate. It was a guy that played for the mm-hmm. Bengals. Yeah. So when you when you do that, if Gonzaga helps that, if there's another basketball entity that helps that, then do it. But you know, right now there's nothing that's going to you know imminent that's going to do that. And it, and he did say that their ability to to bifurcate basketball is on the next deal, not this one. So any additions to that would have to would be kind of uh, buying a stock low, I, I would say. So buying Gonzaga low right now would be that. Like, okay, five years, six years, when the media deal comes up again, we're going to split off basketball, and Gonzaga right. is going to help us with that. So um, now the, the risk you do run with Gonzaga, although they pour you know most of their athletic resources into that basketball program, as long as they have Mark Few, they're going to be fine, is that Gonzaga is not going to be as good in the Big 12 as they are in the conference they are in right now because – they're going to lose more. So how does that affect them? Is that hurt their overall I value? hear this about Mark Few. He's 60. Yeah. That's not, I mean, it's not like he's 75. No, I said, as long as they've got yeah. him, I mean, yeah. they're, I mean, they're fine. And they'll, like, he's got a coaching tree that they can go and find somebody who knows exactly how he did it and do it the same way and probably continue to be successful. They were good before him. I mean, John Stockton went to Gonzaga. I mean, so let's not pretend like this isn't a 50, 60-year basketball program, but you know, um, are they really going to help, or is that just something that okay. that sounds like it should, but it, it may not? Yeah, and, you know, one thing I wasn't factoring in when uh, talking about all this again was um, what the ACC did and, you know, what SMU basically set the tone for, which was, hey, we won't even take that much money or we'll pay for ourselves at least the first few years. And that's just so foreign to me, that, that whole idea. But if that's how it works for Gonzaga, then – Okay, but that's just that just is so beyond me that I had to remind myself. Oh no, that's how, that's how it worked for SMU, and that's how it could very well work for others potentially, I suppose. But um, yeah, it remains to be seen. But he did not want to comment about expansion or get into talks about that, other than basically saying if the right opportunity presents itself, they'll be ready. And Paul mentioned that word bifurcate. Um, the quote from Dennis Dodd earlier today was about just that. The current Big 12 media rights deal gave the league optionality to bifurcate football and basketball in the next deal, um, but they still have, or it still would need to have value. So I guess, did you kind of touch on that with what you just said there? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, did. Yeah, I mean, in other words, they have the ability to split off men's basketball for a new TV deal. That's not breaking They feel nose. they do, yeah. And that might have been as much with Bob Bowlesby as it was with anything that Brett Yormark based on the extension that did come down a year ago about right now. Yes, uh, he also was asked about when we could see... Uh, no, go, Bob, you want me to read Bob Thompson? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, that, yeah, I was looking for clarity yeah. on what exactly that meant. Bob but. Thompson, uh, translation to what Dennis Dodd was reporting about Brett Yormark, the renewal rights in the current deal won't require the Big 12 to put a combined football back, basketball package together for ESPN Fox as part of the renewal package. Instead, the Big 12 would have the right to put forth separate football and basketball deals should they choose to do so. Yeah, that's so it. that is their plan. I mean, that's the thing that they've been really harping on, right, is uh, getting a separate basketball deal. Uh, but obviously that's not soon. Again, it's something down the line they're working towards, but uh, that will be interesting, and especially if Gonzaga joins the fold, then uh, you would think that that just sweetens the pot all that much more. Uh, with all of the new teams that will be joining the league next year uh he was asked about a schedule release and when we could anticipate seeing that and i think he said uh or uh, he said uh he hoped it would be late november december um didn't sound like it would go really much past the first of the year 
Um, but as we know, as we know with the Big Ten, like those things can be worked on and displayed and thrown out there, and then be crumpled up and thrown away uh, a few months later. But it did sound like uh, looking at new schedule uh, for football next year it could be uh, late November, December, and then um, let's see. He talked on expansion. I mentioned the schedule release, and then there was number also number of men's basketball games that they'll play. Uh, yeah, I was going to get to the tournament too, but uh, the parameters for future football schedules with 16 teams, he said that they will look at geography, competitive balance, history, and rivalries. So those will be right. some of the key categories for a 16-team football league. Uh, as far as the uh, Big 12 basketball side of things with 16 teams, uh, he said they will feature 20 games in men's basketball. Jeez. There will be 18 games for women's basketball. Scott Drew was on with us about two or three weeks ago, and he said whatever's best for the Big 12, he wants it to happen, whether it's 20 games. My God, that's a battering ram. Well, it's 20 <laughs> games, and that means here's the thing. It's a battering ram of having to play 15 teams once. Just, right, if you, yeah. if yep. you just played every team one time 15 games, then – I think most people would be like, well, that's that's fine with me. You know, you you know what? Like you ate, ate on at home, seven on the road. Everybody's happy. But now, when you throw in, there's some years where that five you're going to have to come back around with. You know, so say you're UCF and you feel pretty good about your basketball team going into a year. You finally, you know, climbed out of the cellar, and then you get that schedule, and the teams you have to play twice are Kansas State, Baylor, and Kansas, you know, yeah. uh, among the and other that two. Happen. That can happen, and that's where you're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> come yeah. on. Yeah, nope, yeah. so uh, that's going to be, you know, really uh, interesting to see the differences in the schedules and how all that comes together and competitive balance and, and all the things that will play into that. Um, but, yeah, for football, he cited geography, competitive balance, history, and rivalries. And uh, for basketball, uh, it will be 20-game uh, schedule for the men, 18-game schedule for the women. And so he touched on expansion, not really, but sort of let it be known, like, yeah, the door's always open. Uh, touched on schedule release for football sometime late this year, early next year. Uh, touched on the number of games for men's and women's basketball in the future 16-team league and uh, also talked about the, the potential, again, of a split deal with football and men's basketball in the future. Uh, but he also touched on, I guess, one final note here, uh, the future of the basketball tournament itself, and that was probably the most talked-about topic, I think, because I just caught glimpse of a Utah fan, and it might have been more than one, but at least one that you know popped off and made a comment about like why don't they have the tournament in Vegas? And it's turned into like three hundred replies with like two retweets, you know, like one of those like ratios. Um, because Brett Yormark said that they are in early discussions with Kansas City to keep the basketball tournament in KC through twenty thirty one. So that got quite a bit of response. And uh, in some of the newbies, uh, yeah, what about Vegas? I saw a lot of Vegas, especially from Utah fans. Um, but then there were a lot of people making the case for Kansas City and why it works and just saying, like, hey, you haven't been there, you don't understand. Uh, I saw a couple of, of, I guess, probably newcomers mentioning, well, what about Dallas? Well, then it had to be explained, Dallas is not a great site for the basketball tournament. People don't show up. It's not fun. Uh, so Kansas City has just kind of been the, the sweet spot for them. Uh, but definitely some pushback from those who haven't experienced that yet. But what are y'all's thoughts on the KC hosting of the basketball tournament through 2031? Smokey, asked me if I would like to go to Kansas City. No, I know you would. You uh, yeah, don't, so, I'm, you, you've been there more than I have been. Mm -hmm. What they do there, they get it. 
Yeah. It, 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 and it's not just, okay, it's in the middle of a hot basketball bed because of Iowa State, Kansas State, Kansas, and even when Missouri was in the conference. It just, they get it. They've tried it in Dallas. They've tried it, I guess, elsewhere. I know that there was Oklahoma a, what City. about Las Vegas? Uh, I, I, if you look at a map and put all the pinpoints of where everybody is in the 16 teams, even starting next year, it's kind of an isolated area. Hey, Kansas City does a great job hosting the tournament, and until they don't, they deserve to yeah. keep hosting. It, look, Vegas is a great place to host anything. They could host. They're hosting the Super Bowl this year. They'll do a great job. Vegas is the city that hosts things. They host everything. They should host everything, but you know you don't get to just host everything. And you know I I think that part of it is again Kansas City just does such an outstanding job. And when you compare it, Craig and I had to go cover the women's basketball tournament in Dallas, and Ugh, it was. Um, it was no offense to the game. I mean, actually, the game we covered was a really good one. But the um, but the s- scenario and the setting, the AAC was where they played it, and that's really the only place that they can play it. Yeah. And there's there's nothing around the AAC that would makes it as social and as big an event as the Power and Light that is around what I guess is uh, the T-Mobile Center now. And not the Sprint Center. I can't. I can't remember what it is. But whatever the the arenas. Yeah, I don't think Sprint exists anymore. Yeah. So yeah. the T-Mobile Center. So whatever is around there is really cool, and it's it's walkable everywhere downtown. In downtown Dallas, nothing is walkable. Like there's nothing. You're not going to park somewhere. I guess there's a Hooters down the street or whatever. But that's about the only place you can go. How would you know that? We, you and I parked there when we covered the yeah. the Mavericks. You got a seat so, reserved there, remember? Yeah. So, yeah. We I know. mean, we're also speaking of like 15 years ago, too. Like, yeah. Dallas has grown up a bit around the AAC. No, like, but, but it's not it's not the power and light district. And, yeah, it's the T-Mobile Center. We should probably know that talking about how great the venue is because they, they bought up Sprint. But um, there's a lot of Vegas talk. And I, I know what you're saying, but, like, they are much closer to Vegas now than they've ever been before with all no, those new schools coming into play. I know. But I, I'm as, not going to complain if they yeah. were to go there oh, or no. have a rotating. I mean, but you know what? I do think there is a point in like, hey, why not try to carve out a little niche there? But yeah. everybody's got a niche there for the most part. And you can have a niche is, whenever you want to. Is, if you do something in Vegas, and again, Phil Benzer who watches us, well, that'd be great. But um, you, you have a place that's done a great job of hosting something. And why would you mess with that? Well, I because guess they're not trying to. The, you know, the, the Big 12 championship started out, what was it, like Kansas City or St. Louis. It went to Houston. They've been in San Antonio. And they've had some great games around there. And, of course, now you have the perfect stadium, basically, with AT&T, so it makes sense. But I, I know that there's like, yes, but it gives Kansas and Kansas State and Iowa State or whoever an advantage. And I get that, too. But... Um, I, I, don't, I just uh, – Kansas City does a great job. If they move it, it doesn't bother me, but I'm just saying they've earned the right to keep that going. And your mark, apparently, who's willing to look at different options, apparently agrees. My, my suggestion to the Utah fans that want it in Vegas would be, you know what, get on a plane and hop on to Kansas City and you'll have a blast. You'll – You'll have a great time. They do it really well. There's lots of stuff to do. I know that sometimes you think think of cities in the Midwest as like, well, what what's there? But Kansas City is a really cool city. They they're 
It's a, it's a great place to visit. A lot of people in the chat room saying they would. What about every two or three years? I would not. Yeah, be I mean, I don't. I don't know yeah. why there's a pushback. I mean, and not at least like looking at Las Vegas for like a year and just mm-hmm. seeing how it goes. I understand the argument is well, they've got everything already, and it's just it blends in, and it's not anything unique and special like it is in Kansas City. That's a valid argument. Um, more people turn up in Kansas City because it is close to Iowa State and Kansas and Kansas State, as opposed to when it was in Dallas and it was a ghost town or what it might be in Vegas, but. We gonna pretend like all those people are not still going to Las Vegas to watch their teams well, play basketball. Ve- Vegas yeah. is economical to get to too, so right. it's not so like you get a thousand flights there from yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you're saying like so go play it in Miami and you're like oh dear. But here's the thing though, you know? guys, is like it's staying through 2031, so like that's yeah. the point of yeah. it. But I don't think that like pushing back against the push like. What does Utah guy know about Kansas City? What do, what does he care? What does Arizona fan? So like it's valid that they aren't just like okay, sure, Kansas City through twenty thirty one, sign us up. I mean they they have every reason to be a little bit skeptical and wonder like why yeah, don't they join the conference first and experience Kansas City? Because that's not how Twitter works, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. why don't we all just get along? I don't know because yeah. we don't. Uh, but this is again just a conversation on social media. So Brett Yormark. Kansas City through 2031 is what they're working on. So there you go with that. All right, uh, elsewhere, those were all the comments that he, he made on uh, just the, the topics of interest there. So a lot still, I guess, just, uh, you know, in play, uh, but not anything, you know, big to announce as far as of any of these moves and, and still a lot of waiting of scheduling of Gonzaga, whatever else might be coming. Uh, meanwhile, tonight, college football got a trio of games. Liberty, who's had a pretty good year, uh, so far at 6-0 and and first place in Conference USA will be taking on Middle Tennessee at 6 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Also at 6.30 tonight, you have Western Kentucky at Jacksonville State on ESPNU. And then South Alabama, sorry Oklahoma State fans, but no, South Alabama, uh, who definitely made their mark on, on the Big 12 yep. with that win over the Cowboys, uh, they are at home against Southern Miss at 6.30 on ESPN2, uh, so some Sunbelt action there as well. So, yeah, a trio of games tonight across ESPNU, ESPN2, and CBS Sports Network uh, to get your college football fix. And um, we spent a lot of time talking about the Big 12 stuff, so I'll just mention, um, no, we got to, y'all's thoughts on Texas, the Rangers, 2-0 lead after their win over the Astros. That game was in progress. We were obviously very distracted by very. that. Uh, although we still managed our way through the show, but – uh, I left because I, w- I didn't want to sit here and watch. I wanted to listen to it, and I still got home in time because it, well, it dragged on to the point where I thought I was going to get home just in time to see the extra Astros innings. pull the upset yeah. uh, or send it to extra innings. But the Rangers close it on out. They're up 2-0, and they now head back to Arlington uh, tomorrow, game number three. Uh, what do you guys think so far? I, I'm going to say this. I, a lot of the teams that I like and love, none of them are very good. It's exhausting to have a team that's involved in something important, <laughs> and I've got to get myself back in fan shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, True, though. That's a great thing. I'm telling you're you, you're doing fan crunches Man, right now. If you would have yeah. done a blood, I'm, my blood pressure, it doesn't matter if I'm about to die or if I've had a car wreck or just it's one. 15 over like 72. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what it was yesterday at about 6:30. I, I, I trust uh, Bruce Bochy to make better managerial decisions than I would. Um, I do think that no one would kick up a fuss if he found another eighth inning guy um, because Aroldis Chapman is just not uh, what he was anymore. Uh, Just imagine this. If he wouldn't have gotten the first two guys out in the eighth, 
then the home yeah. run would have been a two or three yeah. run home. And so, so um, Jordan Alvarez is very scary, but getting those two wins on the road and being able to go back home and have Max Scherzer pitching tomorrow, uh, I think is enormous. And they have got a psychological advantage over the Astros for the, in the short term that I hope that, that they do take advantage of. Yeah. Um, and the Astros are good. Like, I think that the stress that the Astros fans are going through is that the Astros are clearly a very good team and could very well haul off and get hot and win the World Series. Right. Like they're, they're very good. Yep. But they're better they're, on the road, in fact. But they're not as good as they were before, and that's where it gets frustrating because you know it's just like they're just missing a couple things, and they'll probably the Astros and Rangers are probably in for a four or five year hitch of going back and forth in the league because they're both pretty young teams that have some veterans around. Uh, and the Rangers have one of the most exciting young cores of a lineup coming up. So I think this is not the, the last time we're going to see this in the postseason. By the way, Jordan Alvarez has six games. He's played this postseason. He's hit six home runs. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would what he does. just start he's walking a, him. He's a stud, but the uh, Rangers got a few of those guys uh, that are that are studs in their own right as well. It's a really fun roster uh, that they put together uh, over this last year and um, you know, moves made before that too, but uh, man, they're just they're a fun bunch to to watch and so they're up two games to nothing. Game 3 tomorrow in Arlington, but tonight NLCS game two, so you got a trio college football games. You also got the Diamondbacks at the Phillies game two NLCS. Phillies lead that series one to nothing, and that will start just after seven o'clock on TBS. And all times that I mentioned are Central Time, since that's where we're located. But um, also, I'll follow it up with this and, and go back and circle back to your mark. Um, not only did he say that. Uh, they're planning on keeping the tournament in Kansas City through 2031. So our arguments about Las Vegas and all that, like that, that's fun for Twitter and all that. But he said that he also added of like all the ideas that they're exploring of how to like further enhance the power and light district. And he mentioned DJ Diesel. We didn't mention that, or I didn't mention that. Shaq will Great be country back singer. to spin uh, the ones and twos once again for the Big 12 tournament, apparently. Uh, so if you enjoyed that, the last go around, you get more Shaq Diesel or DJ Diesel. Um, but they're not only staying in Kansas City based on what he said. They're looking to like make it better and, and see how they can build off of that. So uh, I'm sure they'll be taking suggestions, especially from the newbies on, on that front. But uh, looking forward to uh, what they can carve out there. And, uh, yeah, there's a few things really on the radar but off the radar. Did you mention Philly, the, the Phillies? Yeah, I just did Okay, that. I to make sure you were. I was responding to somebody's question to me on Twitter. I'm sorry about that. All right, thank you, Craig. Off the radar. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.